What's up, Bruin fans? Welcome to Bear With Us, a George Fox Athletics podcast. I'm your host, Seth Royce, Sports Information Director here at George Fox, and today we're joined by Emery Miller, first baseman for the Bruin baseball team. He is a senior. He is going to chat with us about his organization, Team Emery, some of the work that he's done, how it was founded, and what he's been up to lately, as well as, at the end of the podcast, briefly touching on an internship that really has enabled him to get a little extra professional experience and tie together some events like the JM23 Classic that his organization just put together very recently in Phoenix. There's a lot more that we'll get into, and Emery has a wonderful heart. You'll love getting to hear from him. Here's Emery Miller. All right, we're joined today by Emery Miller. Uh, Emery, thank you for coming on with us today. We appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked to be here, so thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, Emery, you've you've been doing quite a bit in your your collegiate career. You're a member of the Bridge Network for us here, a senior guide, a senior lead with that program. Um, But mostly what we'd like to focus on today is is some of the other stuff that you do off the field. Um, I know how involved you are in the community uh, here, but you're also incredibly involved in the community all over the place uh, with your foundation and uh, with some of the internship work that you've been able to do in the past as well. So I'd, I'd like to start by focusing on the foundation a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, if you wouldn't mind, just kind of, I know some of our fans who have come to the teddy bear toss nights, for example, right, we'll know right. what that's about, but uh, for the audience that doesn't, if you could just give a quick backstory on who you are, how that came to be, what the story is, and, and now what you're able to do and how you're giving back. Yeah, so my name's Emery Miller, uh, 21 years old. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. Love the desert, but I moved to Oregon to George Fox for, for college. So um, as little as I can remember, I've been giving back. My, my parents kind of installed that into my DNA. And so sorry, when I was like three years old, giving my birthday presents back to Phoenix Children's Hospital. Um, but that even goes back further to my medical story. And so the reason I was so involved with the community is because I was born with a hole in my heart. Uh, I was born with severe valve issues, and I had four open heart surgeries before the age of seven. So doctors really didn't know if I'd lived past the age of one. And that's kind of always been my medical story of, of trying to get better, trying to heal. And, and when I was able to become healthy, I started giving back. So again, it started with the birthday presents. Um, it moved into money. It moved into lobbying in D.C. I was able to go and speak with Obama's top aides. I was, I was able to go and speak with John McCain and other Arizona legislators when I was 10 and 12 years old, which is um, just incredible, and speak on Capitol Hill and kind of do that. Um, through my organization, we raised about $300,000 from the American Heart Association. But it all kind of stems back to encouraging people to have hope and encouragement, right? And, and, and understanding that you're going to have some neg- the negative experiences happen in your life, but that, that doesn't define you. And that you can have a traumatic history. You can have a, a, a medical side of things. You can have something happen with your parents or a death in the family, but that's just a blip in the road. That, that's not who you are. It's not your story. So um, everything we try and do is kind of through that. And yeah, the biggest thing that we're doing now is the bear drive, which, which you touched on. If I could get you to elaborate a little bit more, I mean, the ability uh, for someone of your age to to have that drive to want to give back, to to seek out the nation's politicians um, before you're even really going through puberty is incredible. How you know how does how does that come to be? Do you think? And what are just some of the impacts that you've been able to see firsthand as you've been doing this? Yeah, I mean, again, giving back is all I know. And I know far too well what it's like to be on the other side of that story. I know far too well about what it's like to be given a teddy bear in the hospital, to be given flowers, to be given hope. And and that's kind of like my catchphrase with the teddy bear drive is, yeah, I started the teddy bear drive when I was in fifth grade. And, and I started just collecting 
many as I could for Christmas for kids in the hospital. And that ended up being about 500 year one. Fast forward the last decade, we're up over 56,000 teddy bears. We've distributed them to 14 states and, and 60 plus hospitals. That's not including other fire departments, police departments, adoption facilities, and organizations like that. To answer your question, you hear the number 56,000 teddy bears. It's not 56,000 teddy bears, it's 56,000 lives. And when you start putting the correlation on, you're not giving them a teddy bear, you're not giving them a materialistic object, you're giving them hope, you're giving them encouragement, you're giving them love, you're giving them grace, you're giving them prayer, right? Whatever they need, that's what you're giving them. You're giving them just knowing that someone, a complete stranger is thinking about them and is wishing them well. And these are all kids for the most part. They're hopefully, right? They're in the darkest time of their life. And if, it, if they've had darker moments, then, you know, God be with them, right? Um, but this is just a, such a low point in their young life to be able to walk in and to give them love and, and that encouragement. It's humbling. Um, but a, a lot of it comes back to just how I was raised, right? My parents were big on that. My parents never said that um, I had a, they never said I was sick. They said I had a special heart. They said I had a different heart and that was okay. And I've, I've really been able to embrace being special and being different. And so from day one, being special and different is all I knew. Um, and as I've gotten older and as my support group has grown and grown and grown, we've been able to make a positive impact by that. And um, I'll be the first to say it's called team memory for a reason. Team comes first and team will always come first. Emory is always second. And so, yeah, my name, my, my name is, is on it. My face is on it. And, um, but it's not me. I mean, we're in 14 states. That's not me. Um, I, I'm just incredibly blessed to be in this position and, and uh, stoked for what the future holds. If I could get you to elaborate just a little bit more on that, because you are obviously physically present here in Oregon. Yeah. Right now as we're recording this, um, you have a team that is able to do all of this work. And like you said, you're the, you're the name and the face on it, but that work is happening whether you are physically enrolled right. at the university taking classes or not. Um, was it a challenge to build up that network at first or once you got the momentum rolling, did things start to happen really quickly in terms of the expansion? How did that come to be and 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 what's your goal to continue to expand going forward? Yeah, I mean, I a lot of this is in God's hands and I'll say that. And I think that's kind of like a, I don't want to say it's like a cliche answer, right? Whatever God's going to do with it, he's going to do with it. Um, God has hand in everything. And, and if you look at my story, you see how God's impacted my life and, and he's all over it, right? Um, the, the expansion part of it, just like taking a step back and looking at it, it was never our goal to expand. It was never our goal for Team Emory to do the Bear Drive more than one year. What happened was a fifth grade kid saying, hey, I want to make a difference. Will you help? And when you see a young kid, when you see anyone wanting to help, people get on board with that. If I go into a school, if you go into a school and, and you ask them, hey, who wants to change the world? Raise your hand. Everyone hand goes up, right? And then you go, okay, leave your hand up if you know exactly how to do that. The hands kind of go down a little bit, right? Because everyone wants to help, but no one knows how. When you say, hey, all you got to do is go to Target, go to Walmart, go to Costco, and buy one of those 10-foot bears, they're going to start rolling in. <laughs> and so that first bear come, came in, and we had 500. Our goal was, was 485, and we we're trying to cover all the beds in the hospital that year. And we were, we were content. We were happy. We were moving on with our holiday season. When the next year came, and we had over 1,000, we're like, okay, maybe this is kind of catching fire, but it was never our goal to continue blessing people. That's where God came into it is it's God's used the story and um, and it started in church, you know, trying to give more than I received one year for Christmas and, and I wanted to give teddy bears back. The expansion part of it um, came from a family in Wisconsin who I played baseball with growing up and uh, 
the family's aunt was actually in, in, uh, was in Wisconsin and she had cancer. Um, and so when she was going through chemotherapy, like the way that she, her mind kind of turned off what was, what was her current state of the chemotherapy and, and what was really going on was she looked at the bear drive and she followed us on Facebook and she would send suitcases, just suitcases of bears to Phoenix for us to deliver them. And going into our fifth year, we said, and she beat chemotherapy and she's still here, such a blessing. Um, but going into our fifth year, we said, hey, why don't you keep your bears in Wisconsin? How about we come to you? How about we bless your community for doing what you're doing in your fight? And we did that. And the next thing I knew, I had a family friend in, in Las Vegas say, hey, you know, let's go ahead. And, and this is, you know, a sad moment, but we were in, uh, we were in Vegas about, uh, I don't remember, three or four years before the, the Vegas shooting. And all the hospitals that, that had the people go to the Vegas shooting had bears from us sitting there. Um, and, and so like you see just, this is so much bigger than me. It's so much bigger than my team. People stepped up to the plate. And we talk about the 14 states we're in. That's an average Joe with a nine to five job. We're not special people here. Like, like I'm a finance major. Like that's not, that's not fun or cool or anything special. Like I'm just, a, I'm just a, a guy, just a guy trying to make a difference. And we've had 14 other people in 14 other states say, I want to help. Let me go to my church. Let me go to my school. Let me go to my gym. Let me put a box up. That's all it is. Let me put a box of bears up. Let people donate it there and, and let God take the rest of it. And, and that's how we've gotten 56,000. It hasn't been anything special. It's just been doing what we can to help. I'd have to disagree uh, with the special part. I think the uh, the drive to give back in that way and to touch other people and to let God use you to do that kind of work is actually, I think, very special and unique and, and admirable. And we're, we're definitely proud of you for continuing to do that. Um, Thank you. If I could get you to, to talk about how that has kind of shaped your time here at Fox and how you were able to tie that in to our women's basketball programs with the teddy bear toss nights. And, right. Uh, just elaborate a little bit more about how you were able to watch your very admirable drive and our community kind of come together and shape those nights and maybe even touch on a little bit where you were able to distribute some of those teddy bears too. That would totally. be awesome. Yeah. I mean, the Newburgh community um, from day one that I've been here, I remember I walked on campus as a baseball player and, and on all the teams, but baseball is really big on that hashtag family. It's what we break on. We don't go, hey, go Bruins, right? We go family on three. Um, and so it's always been a family. And when I walked in here and people kind of learned my story, and um, but me and Koppel hit it off really well. And at the time, Coach Marty Hunter was a huge supporter of what I was doing and, and just wanted to help. Um, and so the first year, my mom told me, you're not allowed to do the bear drive in Oregon. And I was so upset, but it was like, you're a freshman, kind of get your feet wet kind of learn who you are first. It's college, right? It's a, it's a big pivotal time in anyone's life. So that second year, people were like, why are you not doing the bear drive? Why are we not doing it here? Um, and I just put a couple boxes up and, and I went to um, you know, the athletic department and I said, hey, what if we did a teddy bear toss? And, and what, if, what if we, George Fox, could donate teddy bears to our nearby community? Our organization, right? We don't get the bears from Phoenix and ship them across the, the, the country. We get them in Phoenix, we deliver to Phoenix because wherever you're gonna be, there's enough people that, that are in need. And, and that's sad, that's the reality, is that finding people to help is never gonna be an issue. It's who's gonna help them. So when, when I brought the idea about the teddy bears, everyone was on board. And so it was kind of chaotic trying to get it, get it set. But then when you see the final result, and, and I, we've done this twice now at the girls' basketball games. We usually on our fan fest night. And uh, last year it was on, I think, our elementary school night. So like you see these people bringing bears. They go out of their way to Fred Meyer's or to Costco or Target or Walmart, right? Wherever they get the bears at, you see them carrying them in. 
again, I, I touched on this earlier, but people visualize the teddy bear and I visualize them actually holding a child, right? Because that's who you're impacting. You're not impacting only the child, but the entire family and everything that kind of comes with that. So seeing them thrown, I believe we had over 300 our first year. We had just under 500 last year. Um, the, the Miller gymnasium was, was filled and um, it wouldn't have happened with COVID. It would have been too many people, right? Like it's just, it's, it's a great problem to have what kind of what we're dealing with here. Um, it's been emotional. It's, it's been, it's been humbling. It's been really cool. And, and then to know that, you know, these teddy bears, um, are going to kids at OHSU. These teddy bears are going to kids in the Ronald McDonald House. And then to be able to go with Craig Inglesby from the Bridge Network and 10 other baseball players, to be able to go, um, we did a, a fundraiser at Roundtable Pizza here in Newburgh, and almost all of George Fox came and bought pizza for the night. And we raised almost $500, right? Just, in, just eating dinner one night to take that money and then go to the Ronald McDonald House and to all these families that, if you don't know what the Ronald McDonald House is, it's, it's basically a free hotel for families that have their kid in the hospital. Um, and, and it's a, I've stayed in three of them across the country. So like, again, near and dear to my heart, but to see that these, these players who have had it really good in life, to see them think how God is, has blessed them and to see that there are other people in need and be able to give back to them. It's just extremely, extremely humbling. So, um, Fox has been fantastic since day one and, and, and I'm trying my senior year to embed that. And so even once I leave, right if Bridge Network or the baseball program will kind of continue that bear drive and, and continue the wrong Donald House night for these families that really need it. Um, it's It's been awesome. It's been really good. Who among your team, you said you have 10 teammates, who among your team do you think, um, if you were going to try and challenge someone or call someone out to really take up that baton as you get ready to graduate, who do you think is going to be a good candidate uh, <laughs> to keep that family going? That That's a loaded question. Um, I personally, I think overall the bridge network would be fantastic with that. The bridge network is full of right now, 60 up and coming. Um, most are student athletes, but some are not. Some are just, up, you know, from, from freshman to senior level, just scholars at Fox that want to make a difference and want to do, want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And that's what team members about is, is impacting the, the community. Um, I know as long as Koppel's here and I think he has a bright future at Fox and unless Koppel gets pulled to a, a bigger program, like I think he'll be here for a long time. Um, I think he'll continue with him and, and, and pass that baton along to his younger guys. So, I mean, between the bridge network and, and the baseball team, those are two absolute just family units, right? Because I don't consider them a team. I don't consider that a network. That's a family. Um, and so between that, I think it's going to be in good hands. And I'm looking forward to kind of what happens um, even after I graduate this coming year. Um, and then if we could, just to kind of tie off the teddy bear portion. Yeah. Have you, I know, I know that you obviously have, have tackled this from a lot of different angles and really figured out a lot of logistics, but um, going into this year, we're recording this at the end of September. Have you figured out a way that we can come alongside you and continue to try and do the drive even with COVID in place? Are you thinking box collection again with, you know, probably no fans allowed at events potentially? Right. Have you started to tackle any of those angles that we can come along and, and figure out a way to continue the support of team every year? It's going to be a weird year. I'll be the first. It's already been a weird year, right? I think I think we all kind of know that. Um, right now, we're in talk with the hospitals on if they're going to allow us to give donations normally. We still have about 4,000 in storage in Phoenix from last year. We, we have a warehouse. Someone says rent. We have about 4,000. Because uh, humans touch them, 
don't know if the hospital is going to take them. So we're starting to figure all that out right now. Worst comes to worst, we'll, we'll do one of two things. We'll either do a straight Amazon drive where you can buy off Amazon and ship it to a, an address, right? And the bear is back packaged and boxed up. And we'll give them in the package in the box so the, the hospitals know they're clean. Um, if not, we'll just do a money drive. And we say, hey, a bear costs $5. Do you want to donate four bears? $20 donation. We have Venmo. We have PayPal. Write a check, whatever. And we'll kind of go through it that way. We're going to figure out a way to do it. How we're going to do it is it the normal way. Probably not. But um, those discussions are still ongoing. So I know we're going to talk about t- tournament in a minute. And, and that's been going on really the last 10 months. So we haven't had a ton of time to look at Bear Drive yet. But now we're diving in with, with, with both both feet. So I'm excited to see kind of what happens next. Yeah, as you, that's as good a segue as any. Um, I, w- I do want to talk to you about the tournament because um, – your foundation, obviously, like you said, gets to bless families with these bears. It's, right. it's people, not bears, the both and. Um, and one of the other things that you have recently done with people is to create a tournament in honor of someone that you have been working with with your foundation, Jacob Medina. And you guys were able to put together something you call the JM23 Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could get you to just first explain what that is for the listener and yeah. then what that process was like and, and, and what the experience has been uh, either in the run up or the experience of now having just recently, very recently put it on. Yeah. So again, loaded question and then I'll try and keep it short. Um, and, and I don't think I'll get emotional. I got emotional last week, but I should be okay. Um, Jacob Medina was a, a young man um, who was diagnosed with leukemia, cancer, his senior year of high school. Um, which when I was my sophomore year here. So we're two years apart. So my senior year of high school, he was a sophomore. We went to the same high school. We played on the same team. We didn't play together a lot. Um, I mean, Arizona high school baseball is unbelievable. It's about the best in the country you can find. So to be a, a sophomore playing in varsity means you're absolutely unbelievable. And Jacob did. He played up for, for a tournament over spring break. So I got to know him a little bit there. But um, where, where me and Jacob got close was he was through team memory. The, the baseball team there does the bear drive. They go and deliver with us. But it's when he got diagnosed, I remember it was actually the weekend of Georgie's, my sophomore year, and I was off campus, and I was getting dressed up, and I got a text from one of my buddies saying, hey, um, Jacob's at PCH, she has cancer, but that's all we know. And so I, I remember calling Jacob, and um, I remember calling my mom first, and being like, mom, what do I do? And she goes, you got to call him. She goes, you're one of the only people that can truly relate to him, given my story and given, given what he's entering, just call him. So I called him, and I don't remember... The conversation well but i do remember the demeanor in his voice just just confident and, and arrogant and not arrogant but but confident and, and he had so much swagger um and was just like i'm gonna beat this thing and and he did um 33 days later after his original diagnosis he was in remission from leukemia which was just phenomenal um unfortunately in december of 2019 he started getting sick again in january of 2020 um it came back um and and he passed away um, in May of, of this past year with leukemia, he was 19 years old. So, so for my organization to do this, it's a lot more than just helping a family in need. This is helping, um, someone that was part of our immediate family and, and, and someone that I grew up knowing and grew up really well. So this was in the works since last December, last bear drive season, we said, Hey, we wanted to expand. How can we do this? Thought of a baseball tournament. I play baseball. We've gone to a million baseball tournaments growing up through the club life. How can we do that? Um, and so we're like, yeah, we'll do a baseball tournament. It'll be fun. It'll be easy, right? We'll get some concessions. We'll get some umpires. How hard could it be? 
wrong. It was it was the hardest thing that we've had to do, but um, the most rewarding thing that we've had to do. So um, I, I told Jacob about it uh, in, in February, I believe. And I said, hey, Jacob, we're thinking about doing this tournament, man. Not that it's going to be for him, just saying that I want to do it. What do you think? This is Jacob's classic response. He goes, uh, I like it, but but what if you did more? What if you did like a whole league? You know those leagues we did growing up. It was like months long. Do a league. Don't do a weekend. Do a league. And I was like, Jacob, dude, who's going to run that? Like who has the amount of time to, to be able to do that? And uh, um, that's just who he was. Always looking to do something more for more people and impact the biggest amount of people. So um, I, I about two weeks later, when, when it's getting it's getting worse, it's looking worse, um, I told him I wanted to do it for his family. And, and so he knew about it and he was in the loop in the planning process and he knew the age group. Um, but it, it's, uh, it was emotional. It was humbling. Um, I'm very proud to be able to have put it on and have it been a big success. So kind of, kind of talking about, um, the process of it again, it started last December. Um, we, we built a team in June of 25 team leads, volunteers, um, that wanted to help out. And we had committees like concessions, t-shirts, silent auction, um, home run derby, teams, food trucks. I mean, it just goes on. We had like seven or eight of them. And of the team of 25 people, we had one person that had previous experience in running any kind of tournament, not even baseball, any tournament. So we don't know what we're doing, right? We're just trying to make the most of it. It was supposed to be eight teams at freshman fields, eight teams, eight freshman teams at varsity fields. It ended up being 24 teams, two from Vegas, 22 from Phoenix, um, entirely at the Los Angeles Angels Spring Training Complex. So the Angels heard about Jacob's story, wanted to help out, donated their facility to us. We had the stadium, um, we had the teams. It was a five-day event, and we ended it on Saturday by doing a fan fest, and we had uh, the championship game, we had the silent auction, we had 50-50 raffle, and we had three home run derbies. We had a high school home run derby, we had an MLB home run derby with eight MLB players come out and hitting that. Then we had a dad's derby, because every dad and mom wants to get out there on the field and, and have some fun with that. So... Um, yeah, that, that was kind of the process. And I mean, I made that sound really easy, but it was one of the most challenging things I had to do and just orchestrating it. Um, I'm so blessed again for my team to make that happen. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll it was funny because we're playing this tournament and, and I'm having meetings with the, with the teams, like with our committee teams. I mean, every single committee team about once a week. So I'm taking, you know, seven hours a week, just one-on-one meetings with them. And my mom goes, Hey, how, how are your grades doing? What do you mean how my grades doing? She's like, are you even focusing on school at all? Like, do you even have time for that? I was like, I'm, I'm making it happen, mom. Like, don't worry, right? But there was so much of a time commitment here. Um, I, I don't know how I did it, but I did it. And I'm breathing and I'm alive and, and we're here and it was a good turnout. That's, it sounds like a God thing. Honestly, yeah, 100%. Juggle that as much and that it would expand from your goal of eight freshman teams to, to 24 and two from out of state. Yeah. Um, I know you were able to, to be there in person having seen some of the, the pictures you yeah. put up on social media with your team. But um if I could get you to just kind of encapsulate the feeling of having now successfully pulled it off and, you know, there's so much momentum that can come from that, but really it's in the moment, very powerful. What was it like to get to experience that and to honor the family that way and to, to, to just be there as a community, as a team, like you said? Yeah. I mean, I think powerful is the best word to put there. Um, surreal and very emotional. Um, I got to fly on Thursday. So the event started Tuesday and it went through Saturday and, and I was having a really rough time and I'm open about this. I was having a hard time. I was, it was emotional time, um, kind of having your baby and then not be there for the, the grand finale of kind of what's going on. And, and so, um, I went and talked to Craig Inglesby with the bridge network and I was kind of explaining what I was feeling and, and Craig gave me some of the best advice I've ever heard. And he said, 
to fully, that you, you have to embrace the sadness to fully celebrate the joy of any situation. And we, personally, I was trying to celebrate the joy of I worked 10 months and it's here and it's perfect and look at what we did. Instead of taking a step back and say, look how much sadness this group has embraced over the last four, over the last 19 months during Jacob's journey and, and even now that he's not with us. Um, and that's where the power comes in is seeing this as a bunch of, again, average Joes. That's a thing with my organization. We're a grassroots organization. We're people that just want to help out. Have a bunch of average Joes with no tournament experience come together and pull this thing off. And um, I've talked to the family and we don't want to say the number that we raised just out of respect for them. Um, we had a goal set. It was a hefty goal of, um, of a lot. And we surpassed that by a lot. So to... To see it all come together, and money's not everything when I make that comment, but but to see it come together and to be able to impact that family that needs it, that truly needs it, and that, um, you know, even Jacob, now that he's not here with us, that family continues on their path. It It's surreal. Yeah, again, I keep using the same words. It was surreal. It was emotional. It was powerful. Um, but just to, to take a look around and to see the stadium full, an MLB stadium full on Saturday in the middle of a pandemic, you have to think it's a God thing. It's a Jacob thing. All Jacob did was continue to bring people together. And now that he's been gone for four months, he continued to do that. So, um, I mean, obviously to the family, I love them very much. And, and I continue to pray for them. And I see them every time I can. And we go and we visit Jacob um, as resting side all the time. Um, but yeah, it, it was just a real moment and a moment that probably will never be touched and, and matched again. With the success of that and the, the pattern of, God coming alongside your organization, expanding and growing. Is this something that you and the Angels organization are hoping to continue as an annual event and something that you could probably continue to use to give back to your foundation going forward? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, it was funny. I had so many texts. We ended on Saturday. I had so many texts on Sunday and Monday. Hey, next year this, next year that. I said, hold on, hold on. Let me breathe a little bit. Talk to me next weekend and, and we'll get it going. But every single team that was there said, we're in next year. And, and we've had teams from other teams in Arizona, right? Say, we're in. We've had teams from Iowa say, we want to come in. If we can't get more fields next year, we had six fields, right? We had a lot of fields. We had 24 teams. We had it booked up. If we can't get more fields, we're going to have an issue. We're going to tell people no. We've also had teams, again, it was our first tournament. We were like 500 bucks, right? 500 bucks to come in. It's a three-game guarantee, upwards of six games, 500 bucks, sure. We've had teams save $1,000 minimum, and you'll get that easily. I mean, just, just the support from the teams, the coaches, all of our umpires were donated to us. Again, the Angels donated the field to us. So, and, and then we're doing this during COVID, right? To make all of that happen, a lot of things had to come into place. Having be our first year in the middle of COVID will probably be our hardest year. So to think about expanding in, in future years, absolutely. And this is the way I think, right? Team members in 14 states, why are we going to stay in Arizona? Let's go do it in California. We have two teams from Vegas. Let's go to their place. Let's go play in Vegas. So, um, I mean, the opportunities are endless. And we'll kind of see where, where God takes us and what doors he continues to open for us. But at the very moment, we are thrilled with what happened last week. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for future years because I think it's going to be something that continues to be great. And and I didn't touch on this. You know, it's it's in Jacob's honor, right? It's the JM23 Classic. That's the Jacob Medina and his number, the 23 Classic. It'll continue to be that. 
Um, but every single year we'll pick a new family. And so his family will stay involved with us and they'll help us kind of decipher, hey, what family do we want to sponsor this year? What family do we want to pick? And, and maybe in future years, we can do multiple families if we keep bringing in as much money as we did this past year. Um, so the opportunities are endless, but uh, I'm just extremely blessed to be in this position to be able to impact anyone that we can. So it's been cool. And then I know that you personally, from a professional standpoint, were able to get some of this experience. I'm certain that it helped. I know it wasn't directly relevant, but you were able to work with the Suns yeah. a year ago. Yeah. Almost. Um, if I could get you to just kind of, in closing, tell us what that was like, what what opportunities for growth you saw personally and professionally, and, and what that could mean for you going forward. Because I know that Team Emory's at in your heart, you do have other career aspirations you're going to keep it going but how did it all kind of come together with that internship what i know because you you really get to do some really cool things with them what 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 kind of marriage did you see in that experience so this, this goes the story goes way back to kind of seeing you know how it worked out when i was younger i was basically like a make-a-wish kid for the phoenix coyotes now arizona coyotes the nhl team in phoenix um and so the ceo was like my family friend his assistant Growing up, I knew her really well. Well, she moved. Now she was head of philanthropy for the Phoenix Suns. So it's all about connections and who you know and, and just asking, saying, hey, I like to work in sports. I have a passion for, for philanthropy. Can I come and work with you guys for a couple of days? So I went home over winter break and I got to go and I got to work with the Phoenix Suns. And she actually happened to be on maternity leave. So um, she's had a healthy baby at this point. So um, awesome to that family. But I worked with her counterpart. So she did more of like the fundraising, the writing of the checks to organizations. And he did more of like, this player needs to go to the school or, or this kid needs to you know, go to this event and, and that sort of thing. Um, so when I was there, I, I was able to, I was only for a couple of days, right? But I got to help set up an event. I mean, I actually would have done their whole gala, um, but I had to come back to Fox and, um, and so that was fine, right? But um, I got to set up their gala and kind of do the pre-work of it. And, and this gala was a fashion show between the players and, and Make-A-Wish kids. And so what I got to do was I got to go there a week early on Saturday and help the players, the the, the Make-A-Wish children, um, got to come and basically dress the players. Um, and again, this, this goes further back for my story. I was a Make-A-Wish kid, right? So, so seeing this comes completely full circle for me. But um, these kids got to go and dress up their, their counterpart and the players. And so I was there with every single Phoenix Sun. I mean, Devin Booker, um, Aiton, Kelly Oubre, like all the guys you think of, the coaches, the GM, they look way bigger in person than on TV. Um, but it, it was just a, a very cool experience and I learned so much of that. And then exactly, I got to take in that philanthropy experience of watching him plan the event and have a successful gala, their number one fundraiser, be there, watch him plan that and take that experience to, to my tournament. Um, and I actually got a text from him when he saw me doing it through LinkedIn and, and we're still friends on Facebook. Um, his name's uh, Shaquin, so super good guy. He just got promoted to like Department of Player Personnel. Awesome guy. Um, it, I'll kind of take a full circle here. I think that comes a lot where I'm from is I have had so many people step up when they didn't need to, to help me. And I've had so many people take me underneath their wing when it wasn't in their job title. And that's why I am who I am today. And so every time I get a chance to take someone else to help, to help another family, to help another person, to, to share my experiences, I'm all about that because I wouldn't be half the man I am today without my parents, that the, the team I've had around me, the support I've had around me making this happen. Honestly, I, I can't think of a, you did a great job of summing it up. I, I don't really need to put too much of a ball on it for you there. Um, this, I, we just want to take the last kind of, 
couple minutes. If Bruin fans are, are moved by any of this to continue to try and support you while you're here or going forward, we'll try and put some resources in the show notes later as well. But what what are you doing next? What what, what can we what can we do? What can we look for to, to continue to, to build this up? Yeah, I mean our our biggest thing right now is entering bear drive season. Um so being on the lookout for that, uh, advertisements to get involved there. And it's one of those things where it's so again, this year's a weird year. We don't know if we're actually gonna be collecting physical bears or not. But it's such an easy thing where if you go Black Friday shopping, if you go get your groceries at Fred Meyer's, pick up a bear, it, it's five bucks, right? And you're spending $5 on making kids Christmas. Like that's what it comes down to is it's something that we don't even think about. But when you can kind of just have a little bit of humility and say, it's something much bigger than me, here you go. And if you can't do that, um, we have a Venmo. It's team, uh, team underscore Emery. We've been getting donations from the, the baseball tournament the last four months. And so um, that's full right now. And so feel free if you just want to give us some money. We'll do that. We'll make sure it goes right to the kids. Um, we're, we're 100% there. We don't take anything of it from, from our end. So completely unpaid, but I love it that way. Um, that's the biggest thing. Social media-wise, follow us. We're on Instagram at team underscore underscore Emery, um, as well as Facebook and uh, Twitter. Um, we're posting on there ways to get involved. Um, and, and if you do want to take a step further, talk to your classes about it. Talk to your churches about it. Talk to your gyms about it. Because fundraising for something like this is as easy as putting up a box and spreading the word and saying, hey, would you guys do a teddy bear drive? And you have a box in the corner and someone brings in a bear and drops it off and they're done, right? And and so I think the biggest thing with Team Memory is, is for making that plug is is just, even if it's bigger than Team Memory, like don't make it about us. Just do something. If you can do one thing for someone else every single day, you'll watch the chain interaction happen and, and you'll pay it forward. And that's how the teddy bear drive started. It, it was someone saying, hey, Give more than you receive this year for Christmas. And I was a spoiled fifth grader. And I said, how am I going to give more than I receive? Well, let's do teddy bears. I give more teddy bears than I receive. And, and this is what it started. And this is what God's done um, through it. So um, yeah, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We have a website. We also have a tournament website. Um, so you can check that stuff out. Um, and, uh, and please get us involved. And please get yourself involved. Because the Team Memory family is as big as you guys want to make it. So um, we're, always, we're always looking for new additions. Thank you so much for taking time. We appreciate it, Emery. And uh, we know you're a busy man with a heart out here with classwork coming up. So we're, we're going to let you go. But thank you so much. For taking no, it was, a, it was a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Emery, thank you again for creating time in your very busy schedule to share your story and the Team Emery story with our listeners today. We're proud to have been a part of that story and to get to share a little bit of it. And we're thankful that you brought the Team Emery family to be part of our George Fox family here Listeners, we've added links to the Team Emory social media accounts and websites in our show notes so that you can follow along with what his organization is currently up to. If in the future you ever feel moved to support his organization, it is nonprofit, as he mentioned in the show. Um, we appreciate that you would take your time to tune in and listen to our podcast. You can subscribe to it on Spotify or you can find us on our host platform, anchor.fm slash GFU Athletics. Until next time, Bruins, stay healthy, stay safe, and stand tall.